what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another Behind the Group podcast. I am DJ Keo. And I am Basil Barrington, and we are back with a film review. Today, we mm. are going to review Tetris. Tetris is on Apple TV. It's an original Apple TV movie. And um, IMDb gave it a 7.4 thus far. What do you think about that? 7.4. I, I would rate it higher, but we'll talk about the ratings after. But like, I thought this movie was excellent, this uh, especially because, you know, like mm-hmm. I was a kid when all this stuff was happening and, and I remember the Game Boy being bundled with it in, in, in school. And I thought this was the coolest thing ever. I I played, I was heavy in Tetris. I played that game a lot. So like having the retelling, because I never knew the history or whatever, how this came about. And it's such a a wild story because you know this is the height of communism still and and the the stuff they had to do to go back and forth like this guy put his life his family's life everything on the line to get this game over to nintendo and yeah it was, it was cool i did i i was kind of disappointed though when i actually i read up a little bit more about it and like they said the car chase was fabricated like the, the two guys in the movie that, that actually this the movie's about they're like nah that, that didn't happen we yeah. just went back to the airport. We got a big plane. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but like it, that, that kind of let me down though. Cause I was like, this is exciting. But like the whole concept about going into this like, deep behind enemy lines to get this game, which is basically given to the state. <laughs> Cause you know, they're communists. So they, it's the state's property. So he has no rights over this thing. And I, the cool thing about it was that he did the right thing and, and get, got this guy out so he could get to reap the benefits from, his code, but like the movie overall, I loved it. Yeah. It was great acting. Everything was great for me. What'd yeah. you, what'd you was, think about the movie? I love this movie, man. You know, this movie had everything in it. Um, you had great writing, great actors, mm-hmm. uh, production value yeah. was dope. Everything looked good. It wasn't shot in Russia for obvious reasons. It was shot yeah, in yeah. Scotland, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I couldn't believe Scotland looks, they look so dreary like that. That's crazy. Parts of, yeah, Scotland, parts of that looks like that, you know, and this movie, the budget for this movie, what do you think the budget was for this movie? Uh, I don't know. It's gotta be like 20, 30 million. 80 million. But it was, wow. Okay. I, I can see that. I can see that. 80 million. Like it, uh, um, that may have been, you know, when you again, you know, I I, I now have to compare movies and, and budgets yeah, yeah. based <laughs> on budgets, you know yeah. everything everywhere all at once, and also um the the Woman King. These are twenty mm-hmm. and fifty million dollar you know movie productions, and you know you know what a twenty five million dollar movie, you know, as in yeah, um, yeah. everything everywhere all at once did, and now we're still spending you know eighty million dollars on movies. But you know it is yeah. So see, this why mm-hmm. I lowballed it instead. It was like twenty thirty because like. Mm-hmm. It was all shot in Scotland. Yeah. Um, they, as far as like special effects, there wasn't that much. Into really, it. not that really. It wasn't, it like wasn't that much, crazy. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you know they maybe did the animations, but that didn't cost that much. Yeah. There wasn't, you know, maybe at the green screen some places to make it look more like Russia. Like they had to throw some tanks on there or whatever. But yeah, I, I guess that the bulk of the CGI was the tanks and the parade, and a little bit of the city to kind of make it look more like more communist like old ancient right, uh, russia exactly. 1980 mm-hmm. russia mm-hmm. i guess that's the bulk of it but like it, it wasn't cgi intensive like fight wise or whatever yeah or yeah. special effects but it, it, it was yeah go ahead it also surprised me that like throughout this entire movie <clears throat> people mm-hmm. were excited about and again this is like you know um the soviet union this is like d- during the cold war right 
Um, yeah. It surprised me that people were getting excited about, like, they would sell all the rights, you know, for $40,000 or even $5 million. Yeah. It's just like, wow, it, really? The video games was like a hobby for fun. Like, it wasn't that big. Like, you were... Did you play computer games like with the floppy disk and all that stuff? Dude, listen. Yeah, so you like you all lived day. it, man. We mm-hmm. all lived it. This is all this is all close to home for us, like as far as that time. Cause we were about that age when all this stuff was happening. And like video games was like a a, a trinket for kids. It wasn't like today, you know, you're looking at video game industry as like a multi-billion dollar thing. It's bigger than Hollywood at this point. But back then. You're like, this thing's never going to blow up. We don't have to worry about it. Right. It's that big deal. I remember um, I kept begging my mother for like a Commodore 64. And she finally got me one for Christmas, right? And I'm just like, the Commodore 64 was just Mm -hmm. the bee's knees. It was it. Until Atari came up, until Nintendo came up, you know. But the Commodore 64, that was it. And it also, Mm -hmm. um, and I was just like, wow, so... You know, you're going through all this. And here is something else that is super duper duper interesting about this movie. Robert Maxwell. Right? Yeah. The the mogul, the billionaire. Right. Robert Maxwell is the father of Ghislaine Maxwell. Oh, yes. Yes. I did not know that. Yes, because I, I kept know. looking you're at right. it and I was like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Like Robert Maxwell, that name sounds familiar. And then when they rolled the credits, you know, they were like, he was, you know, he committed suicide, which he did like in a Caribbean somewhere, right? No one knows Mm -hmm. how, right? And I was just like, holy crap. (laughs) And that was the whole story. He was like Murdoch before Murdoch. He was Rupert Murdoch before Rupert Murdoch. And he had all this money. He had all this stuff. He had a bunch of kids. I think he had nine kids or something like that. And he was just a big party animal. And, um, he lost everything because he was dipping into the pension fund. And, you know, like a lot of people did during like the Great Depression in like the 30s, mm-hmm. a lot of people started committing suicide when they lost everything. And that's <clears throat> pretty much what happened. But Robert yeah. Maxwell, the father of Ghislaine Maxwell. I did not I did not realize that, but you're right. That yep. is right. Because mm-hmm. he was a mogul and he had um he had a lot of magazines and stuff like that. Right. He's know. like a publishing mogul. Mm-hmm. That's right. <clears throat> oh man. That puts a new light on this movie because this son's a scumbag, man. Yeah, yeah, for real. <laughs> it also goes to show you <clears throat> it also goes to show you like the shystiness of like a lot of this stuff back in the day, you know. They really didn't have a, a true license to license this stuff out to anyone or anything. Um, yeah, yeah. But once they got it out of Russia, they were just like, hey, we have the code. Let's just, like, start yeah, making like, money. It. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I never saw Tetris in an arcade. I, I cannot remember ever seeing it in an arcade. Yeah, I only man. My first introduction to Tetris was on a computer and the Game Boy. Mm. That's, the, that's the only time I saw it. Saw it. Okay. And I had the computer version of it, and um, I never had a Game Boy. Uh, I was a Sega and Nintendo uh, and Atari guy, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I do. I do remember my friend came to school one day and he had it. And I was like, "Oh, damn, this is cool. I like this." But we we yeah, used to it, go down to the Jersey. Sh- we used to go down to the Jersey Shore sometimes and Tetris, mm-hmm. the arcade version. It was just like so many people around it. You know, there was. I remember I, people. I never saw it. I remember. Someone would put a quarter into the machine or a dime, whatever it was, 
Mm-hmm. And this person was just like a master. They would just, people would be around this person watching them go through all the different levels of Tetris and just like, wow. Because, you know, eventually it gets harder and harder and harder yeah, and faster. harder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I seen, they, they have uh, tournaments where Tetris masters are on there. Wow. And the reflex time on these guys is insane. Yeah, I, it defies like it's like almost like they're a Jedi or something like that, like the skill level. Because you gotta think like four steps ahead. We're gonna put this block, and right. watching watching a, a tournament with these guys in there is incredible. Like yeah. You have you have newfound respect for the people who play this game, but um, yeah, like I that's been my my thing with it. Like I was I was always a big fan of the game, and it, it they're right from the movies aspect. It is super addictive. It really it's is. one of those first games, like you know how they have those like Candy Crush and that kind of stuff right now. Mm-hmm. It's on the phone. This other people are doing it, addicted yeah. to it. Like that game was the first game that I've seen people could put it down till the batteries went out or <laughs> the power went out of their computer. Like yep. they had mm-hmm. this, they were playing it just like glued to the computer screen. <laughs> Listen, man, <laughs> do you, you know. Do you remember mm-hmm. that episode in Star Trek when they they had the, some game? It's like this thing that was on their head. Yes, 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 yes. It's yes. it like that mm-hmm. little thing. Everyone, they, they took over the whole ship, so pirates right. come mm-hmm. on there. Yep. That's what Tetris was like. Yep. You don't realize Tetris was like that. That was a People Star Trek Next wall, Generation episode, you know? And um, Yes, yeah, yeah. The only ones who were not um, affected by that was uh, Crusher Jordy. at some point and um, yeah. Data. That's it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, everyone yeah. else was like, you know, and it was crazy. Yeah, I remember that joint for real. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> like, so put the headset on. <laughs> exactly. So this this movie here. So again, this was a great movie, about two hours long. Um, mm. You know what? Apple TV is not. They're they're just um they're snooty. They're like uppity when it comes to their production. It's very uppity. <laughs> yeah. It's just like we're not going to put out any trash. We're not. I mean, Macbeth. Yeah. Come on, Apple TV put out Macbeth. You know? Yeah, yeah. They're um, they're I would call it arrogance, but they have like it's like a high class, high level of cinema. Yeah, and and TVs they're put on there for certain certain type of clientele, not even fans of TV clientele. Yeah, that's what Apple TV's doing. And exactly. I, you know, I'm here for it. Like I I like Ted Lasso. There's a couple of good shows on there. Foundation and, you know, is great. A couple of movies. You know? Yeah, I've seen a couple of movies, and you know, I I get what they're doing. They they want high quality. They have the, uh, I think they have the Steph Curry documentary on on uh, mm-hmm. Apple TV now. So um, great quality, yeah. the whole nine. Like I said, I think what they're doing, like, um, because obviously, you know, the way they made the color grading of this movie, the way they made it look so dreary, you know, almost like there was no sun, right? Almost yeah, like you're like, like, yeah, almost like you're in North Korea or something. I was like uh, reading an article like years ago when. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking about satellite images on um, the West Coast of America and, you know, mm-hmm. North Korea, you know, just night satellite pictures. And yeah, how it's all, nuts. all of like, you know, California is lit up. But then you mm-hmm. look at the satellite pictures of North Korea and it's like, <laughs> like one two light, lights, <laughs> two lights. That's <laughs> it. Castle. <laughs> just like, wow, this Remember is crazy. The palace is that, that went wherever the pleasure landed. Yeah. The girls. That's it. Absolutely <laughs> crazy. Black. And what else was interesting <laughs> about this movie is, you know, the guy coded up the whole game and then he was mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. In Russia, the government owns everything. So he made this game. Yeah, that's wild. The government was getting paid. He got nothing mm-hmm. until he was like, 
He went out of America. He left. Uh, I'm sorry. He left. Um, you know, um, the Soviet Union. Went to America. Mm-hmm. Started a new company with um, Hank Rogers, and then made a boatload yeah. of money. And that was the only way he was able to like make money off of um, you know, all of the blood, sweat, and tears he put into like you know coding up that game. And it was also interesting that in the beginning mm-hmm. he was just using brackets opposed to yeah, you know, yeah. anything else. That's kind of cool, right? It's, it, it's wild how far like this has come, like the color version of the game yes. to where it originally was with the brackets mm-hmm. and just basically flipping things around. And like the cool thing about it was like it ran, like I remember when you tried to install Tetris, it ran on any kind of computer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was good enough to run on anything. Didn't matter how fast your computer was. Like, uh, you know, it was an X86 chip or whatever, like original, original stuff. The, the pieces of trash they had back then. They had like uh, megabytes. They even have like terabytes or it was like a half a megabyte or whatever. It ran on anything. It ran smooth on anything, which is a testament to this guy's coding. Like he, it was genius level with what they put together on this. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you think of like the basic plot points of how the, the the game and uh, like how it came to be and how everyone's chasing after it. I mean, I think you know it was pretty interesting because first and foremost, according to mm-hmm. Hank, the the Japanese had it right, so he thought he bought yeah. a license from you know Mirasoft, but actually he didn't buy a license. You know, so it mm-hmm. you know the Japanese was like, oh wow, you know, but they also understood that the craze of the game would be really interesting if they placed it on mm-hmm. the brand new Game Boy once it was released, right? So yeah. the whole movie was really, it was kind of based on <clears throat> greed and capitalism. Yeah, but for sure. The, uh, but the other underlying, other, uh, um, the other um, plot point was like the, the desolate, like, um, you know, just everything happening in Russia, right? How... You don't own anything. Mm-hmm. Why work? Why create things, right? It's just like you can't. They yeah, own you're, everything. You're doing it for the love of the country, which yeah. I think is the good – it was a good juxtaposition between the two. Mm-hmm. Like you had this guy that made this video game just to give it to his friends and family, and it blew up. Yeah. And whereas you had companies that were like, we need to make money from this thing. Mm-hmm. And these two parts are at uh, odds with each other about just doing it for fun and, you know, just – the experience of playing it and whatever, like, you know, like playing chess or whatever with your friends is it, that, that dichotomy between the two of them. Like we've kind of got to the point now, as far as video games where it's like, this has to make a certain amount of money. Otherwise we're not going to make it. Yeah. And you know, you get that as a business standpoint, but like the games aren't really fun because it's designed in a way to make the money back rather than just be just a, a neat fun thing to do. And and I think that's a huge problem with the video game industry. Like, I, I have a Xbox, and I, I use it to watch Apple TV, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I use it to watch YouTube, whatever. I don't really, I haven't played games in it like in a year or two. Like, it's just a lot of the games that come out right now. I'm just like, eh. Like, I, yeah. I have the, my core things that I like playing, but like, I just, right. I just, I just don't care. Like, I use it for streaming. Yeah, you know exactly. And um, the other thing is like. Um, Again, you had a lot of greed and capitalism, but you you mm-hmm. did have and the greed came from like the Mirosoft and um this guy Stein. You yeah, know, yeah. Just like you know, it wasn't from everybody. Is there's a lot of the bad actors in there, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Movie. You know, um, Hank wanted to do it right. He wanted to, you know, he made a boatload of money, 
you know, just like mm -hmm. uh, getting the rights and, you know, being able to, do, you know, get the rights for handhelds, right? Um, so -hmm. that's pretty interesting. The other thing is this, right? Back then, video games were completely pure. What I mean by that is this. Mm. Back, back then, you can buy a video game, you can buy a console, you can buy a handheld. No one mm. was tracking your data, right? Yeah, you have to be connected to the internet. This right, is like, uh, just play this to, game. Have today, <laughs> you get Candy Crush, all this other stuff, games on your iPad, games on your iPhone, your Android devices, whatever. The data mm. is being collected, dude, and it's being sold, you know? And it's just like, mm. hey, this is how our video game is done. I mean, that's good information to have as a company, right? But it's so much mm. more than like just, you know, you putting out an awesome video game, an awesome product for like users yeah. to enjoy. You're getting so much more of that. And it wasn't like that. The, back then, the video game maker, uh, the video game scene was pure. Mm -hmm. Even when you got the Ataris, yeah. even when you got the Segas, even when you got the Commodore 64, it was just about playing and having fun. That's it. Yeah, that's the, the core of it is kind of gotten away from it now because, you know, we went from this game is the product versus the person playing the game is the product now. Yeah. And that, that's a, a huge shift in, in why you make something. Because right now, like, they they only make the big budget video games. They really they focus on that and games that is going to bleed your content, your, your address book and your 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 database and yep. your contacts mm -hmm. is your two options is a, a hundred million dollar game or whatever it costs that costs eighty dollars at the store or this game that's free that's addictive but it's here that bleeds your information right that's the mm -hmm. only type of games you get right now i think it um, kind of sucks it sucks i think the other interesting thing was <clears throat> when he you know when they unveiled the um the game boy and he started reading off the specs he was mm -hmm. like, it has a one megabyte, you know, uh, processor. <laughs> it has, you know, a 0.5 gigahertz, you know, blah. I'm just like, I was like. Yeah, I was laughing at that. <laughs> one mega, like one megahertz. I'm like, really? As a processor? I'm like, wow. But you know what? He was saying mm -hmm. it as if it was like really powerful. And it, it was, was state back of the then. art at the time. Yes, yeah, yes it was. exactly. You know? And I'm just like, and it's wow. so funny. Mm -hmm. Turbo Graphics 16 came out with their thing, the handheld one, which is like 16-bit graphics and colors and everything mm -hmm. like that. And it couldn't put a candle to this old Game Boy <laughs> still to this day. And the, the, it was a Lynx that Atari had, and uh, Sega had the, uh, uh, I forgot what Sega was called, Game Gear. Game Gear, yeah. yes. Mm -hmm. Same Sega had the Game Gear, which I had, which mm -hmm. I thought was the most amazing thing because of color. But it didn't matter. Yep. Game Boy was still crushing these guys. It didn't yeah, matter. No, dude, you know. Mm -hmm. It came down to the games, and, like, Nintendo was looking at this thing of, let's make stuff that's fun, whereas these guys are trying to play catch-up to Nintendo of, well, we got to put more colors on here. That, that's what gets people in there. It's more, it was the fun. It's the, it was the community aspect of playing the Game Boy. Is is that little thing. Like, that. that's why, like, the the Tetris was such a big deal at the time. Yeah. Because this thing was like, it was a thing that you played by yourself or you played with your friends, you passed it around. And there, I think there was a Tetris you could link up the Game Boy together 
with another Game Boy. Yeah, and I, I think back in the, the day they had those like um I don't want to call them a scuzzy drive, but almost like the the scuzzy plugs where you can just plug up one yeah, into it, another it, it, one. Yeah, a plug. Know? You can connect right. together. Mm-hmm. I believe. Don't quote me on that. I believe, mm-hmm. but that no, that was I, I remember like, seeing it, that. I remember seeing that where you yeah, can connect yeah. it. You know, for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like I was just saying, like they the way that Game Boy was targeted and presented to people. It was a community thing that you did together. Yeah. Where these other ones was just like, this is better. This is faster. It's got mm-hmm. colors. And yeah. that's why they won. Simple yeah. as that. That's it, man. You know, and um, you know, but but the movie was um it was it was pretty on point, man. I, I was like, I enjoyed it. I watched the the plot was so interesting that it just took you from mm-hmm. the start to end. And I love movies like that where they start off and they end the same way. Just very exciting, very enjoyable to watch. Yeah. And again, Apple, man, Apple just knows what they're doing, man. You know, you, you can't <laughs> front on Apple for real, you know. I mean, yeah. I haven't watched anything on Apple. This is no lie. I have not mm. watched any original Apple TV Plus, you know, movie or TV series that they have created that sucked. I have not mm. at all. And I haven't watched everything, but everything that I have watched, it was pretty good mm-hmm. on Apple TV Plus. There's a, there's a high quality control on there, but yeah, yeah, like it, it's something about the, the movie took you in because you started with him like talking to his banker, who's Korean, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love when Hollywood just like they interchange Asians. Like, it's no big deal. Know, it's like, it's it's a Korean guy, he's in the Japan bank. All yeah. right, sure, mm-hmm. whatever. Like, but uh. <laughs> It starts there, and he, the way he started telling this story, I'm like, yo, I'm in. The first two minutes of this movie, I was like, I'm in. Yep. Let's go. And that's and where like, it all, he, and then it all started from there. He's like, I'm in, and it started, right? Yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the, just like the the interest and in how it was written, it's worth watching. Like, anyway, the basic plot is, is that this guy here, he's American, living in Japan with his family, and he gets rights to stuff, and he sells it back to these companies. That's it. That's the plot right there. That's it, yeah. And he sees this game at a convention, and he's like, holy crap, I need the rights for this, and I got to get this to Nintendo. That's the plot right there. It's That's as it. simple as that. Mm-hmm. But the way the story was told and the fact that he had to go back and forth, like, this, this was personal cost to him. Yeah. Like, he put everything on the line, like his house, his family. He took everything on the line to make this thing happen. And, like, stories like this, like, I... I I was excited because I wanted to see him win over the big bad conglomerate company, right. especially because of who that Maxwell guy is. But like, I wanted to see him Robin win. Maxwell, just the under the underground underdog. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to see that guy win. It's something about that. Like, it's it's a great way to tell a story. Like, it's obvious. This is storytelling one one. But in this particular instance, like, I was interested. I was invested because you know, like it was. They, this particular game was like near and dear to my heart. It's one of the first games I played on a computer, and mm-hmm. I love this game. I still love it. Like at this, to this day, I love it, and it's worth a watch right there. You have yeah. to watch this if you are like. Uh, as, and, and there is also a bit of nostalgia too. It's just like, hey, and mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> even though there was some embellishment, I'm okay with that. This yeah, it's is a art. lot of embellishment, <laughs> it, but it, but it's art. I'm okay with that. The movie still turned yeah, yeah, out yeah. great. It was still a, a great looker. Um, mm-hmm. direction, you know, everything, showrunner, everything. Apple's not playing around, yeah. period. They're not playing around. So um, let's wrap this up. Um, Apple TV Plus original movie, Tetris. Mm-hmm. What are you going to rate this? I rate this to 8.5. 
Tetris is one of my all-time favorite games, and the movie <clears> was excellent, start to finish. I recommended this movie to other people, and they're like, okay, yeah, I'll check it out. I was like, mm-hmm. They couldn't believe how good the movie is. Like, yeah. the movie's shocking how good it is for such a simple thing. It's it's excellent done. It's really good. I, I run out there and go watch it. If you don't have Apple TV, go get it just to watch this movie. It's yeah. free. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am gonna rate Tetris a nine, and one of the biggest mm-hmm. reasons why I'm gonna give it a nine is because the movie is so difficult to do this, but the movie was yeah. so focused. It was so focused. When it, like you mm. said, when the banker was like, I'm all in, it was so focused all the way to the mm. end. No ridiculousness, no dummery, no Easter yeah, eggs. Yeah. I'm okay with the embellishment because this is art, you know? But yeah. it's so rare that you find, that you look at one of these movies or TV series or streaming services mm. that are like so narrowly focused on a specific thing and actually gets it right. They got it right yeah. here. I'm giving it a nine. Great nice. movie. It's a great movie. Great. It's a heartwarming movie, too. Go check it out. He, it's on Apple TV+. Stuff, Plus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Another episode of the Behind the Groove podcast. I am Basil Barrington. And I'm DJ Keo. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And until next time, peace. All right.